You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority of their families. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Todd Lesher. It is always good to be with you. Today, my guests are Bryce Johnson and Mark Russell. It's good to have you guys here. Glad to be here. Psyched to be here. It's awesome. Absolutely. Well, why don't you both introduce yourself? Mark, why don't you get us started? Uh, Good afternoon. Mark Russell uh, moved here from Columbus, Ohio about nine years ago. I've been involved with the Forest Hill Church for eight years since moving here. Originally, uh, came to South Park because Fort Mill campus wasn't built. And then we've been in Fort Mill ever since. My boys have gone to life group here for many, many years. And I've been a life group leader for a couple seasons as well. Fantastic. Good to have you here, Mark. Man, I've been going to Forest Hill since 2009 after graduating from App State. Uh, met my wife in the coffee line at the South Park campus. Way to go. And so uh, so we've been married for a few years, and uh, now we go to the uh, Fort Mill campus. We moved out to Steel Creek. Uh, we lead a life group, and uh, I've been involved with some of the men's ministry at Forest Hill. And, uh, and so, yeah. Right on. Good to have you both here. Well, the reason I've asked you guys to be on the podcast today is because we're going to talk about kids and sports. And I've known you both for a long time, and you, you both have a unique perspective and vantage point into sports from the family side and from the fan side. And so I wanted to have parents kind of hear your perspectives on those two areas when it comes to kids and sports. So first, I want to start with you, Bryce. So you are the host of a sports talk radio show, and it's also a ministry. So what's the message you're trying to convey through the show to those who listen and participate? So, so my heart is, is all about seeing sports fans become followers of Jesus. And yeah. so we leverage sports talk so that it can lead to conversations about faith. And so uh, I interview athletes and coaches, and we talk sports, faith, and life. And so we do that on the radio. We do it at events. And and then even beyond that, I I write a devotional each weekday morning that looks at a current sports story and relates it to the Bible. And, And so what does the Bible have to say about what's going on in sports and how it can impact our own lives and, and how we can actually follow Jesus closer and, and, and more powerfully. And so, um, so that's, that's, that's the, the passion. And, and so I see sports as, as valuable in order to connect with people hmm. and in order to, to, to use all the incredible examples and stories that, that take place in sports uh, to, to shine a light on, on what God's doing through that and yeah. even as you know, somewhat of, of parables uh, in sports right. because there, right. there are games and stories going on every day. Yeah, and what I, what I love about that is how often is the Bible kind of just removed from the conversation when it comes to sports, but the more you read it or study it, it is actually really relevant when it comes to sports. And I don't know if there's any evidence in scripture of sports being a thing, maybe the Olympics at some point in the kind of the early, you know, Greek years of the Olympics, but a lot of the principles and truths apply. Yeah. Well, and even just thinking about how, you know, Jesus used the, the language that people understood. So he used examples of what people could relate to 
then. And so what do people relate to now? Sports. They're, yeah. they're following yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, they're yeah, keeping exactly. up with it. Exactly. Yeah. And so if you can leverage that and kind of speak that language, that's at least what we try to do. And I think it's something that that other people can do along with us. You know, we're, we're doing it as a, in, intentionally, but I think parents and, and just, who, you know, people that you're friends with and people you're having conversations with at lunch, you, you can use sports conversations to, yeah, totally. to lead to faith conversations. Totally. Name of your show is? Unpacking It. And your favorite uh, one or two guests you've had on the show. You know what? Uh, Ernie Johnson is nice. is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was actually a few years ago, but it still remains one of my favorite guys. Uh, and then recently I was able to talk to Tony Dungy. So nice. that was a, a big highlight nice. for me. And um, Coach Tony Bennett from Virginia as oh, well yeah. is one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. So. Very cool. Well, I'm sure this uh, podcast will go on kind of the top five list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, usually I'm on the other side of it. <laughs> yeah. So this is, it's, it's actually uncomfortable for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. That's good. Well, let's get into the subject here and the topic. So sports are a huge part of our culture, right? Whether it comes, it's exercise or entertainment, a hobby or an occupation. And it has its positive side and its negative side to it. Bryce, what's your vantage point on the positive and negative sides of sports? So I kind of alluded to the positive, but the, but the biggest thing is the ability to connect to other people. So when you're playing sports, your ability to have teammates, when I look at even professional teams, it's amazing the bond that those guys have inside right. that locker room. Right. The conversations Absolutely. that they have with each other, they're, they're, they travel together, they spend a ton of time together, and more so even than, than a lot of jobs, there's just downtime to where they're in situations to where they can talk. And so, uh, and and whenever you ask guys like, Oh, what do you miss about playing? It's always the team camaraderie. And and so whether you're playing as a five-year-old or a, you know, professional player, that interaction with teammates is so valuable. Uh, And then from a fan's perspective, I think the ability to connect with other fans over that, that common bond of, we both watch the Panthers. We're both Duke fans. And, and hey, what do you think of that game? Mm-hmm. You know, even with the Carolina game on Monday, I was able to text a bunch of my friends. Maybe I haven't talked to in a while, but we had that common connection, mm-hmm. which then opens up that door for further conversations or, yeah. or just that relationship strengthening because yeah. of sports. No, that's really great. So those are those are the valuable aspects of it. From a negative standpoint, it can be too time consuming. Mm-hmm. It, it can become too important in people's lives. Um I think the the desire to to be somebody in sports uh, can be very distracting. Yeah. Uh, you, you see that whatever the age is wanting. It's not about wanting to be the best, but it's why you want to be the best yeah. and the motives behind that that I think can be dangerous. And you got to check your heart for for why you want to be the star quarterback and when you're not, why you get upset about mm. that. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, just with from a fan's perspective, it, it, you you prioritize games over like making sure you watch every game, but you'll you'll skip church in order sure, to get to the Panthers sure. game, yeah. and and so you'll make other sacrifices that that I think can can be negative in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the end of the day, from your vantage point of kind of the fan aspect, is is really they're not negatives unless they control your life that's really what can make sports a negative sense as from that vantage point it's just kind of checking yourself exactly and and for me like i watch a lot of sports Mm -hmm. but but i try to figure out okay how do i not necessarily watch the whole game Mm -hmm. i've got two tvs so i'll end up (laughs) watching (laughs) so so i'll watch fixer Fixer upper with my wife and and so i'll turn the game on mute (laughs) 
but I'm still keeping up with the game. Yeah. I know what's going yeah. on, but I'm also watching something with my wife. And yeah. so there are other ways around it. Um, that, really that you funny. just have to yep. to, to yep. make it make it work. But if you're trying to catch every minute, <laughs> all of the guys every are game, going out like, picking up two TVs that second TV. <laughs> yeah. It's to save your marriage. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's so and DVR. Good. You got to pay yeah. for the extra. Yeah, DVR yeah. is yeah. crucial. Yeah. You zip through commercials and catch the end, and yeah. you're good to go. Yeah. Well, Mark, when it comes to sports and parenting and family, you kind of have that vantage point. How have you seen the positive and negative sides of sports? A lot with what Bryce had mentioned with the team chemistry, the yeah. bonds that the players and the teammates have are bonds they're going to have for forever, um, depending on which level, high school or college. Yeah. The other thing is, is I think it kind of in high school, if they're moving through high school, a lot of effort is put on the individual and grades. And I think when you start playing a team sport and working, that's the first time in life where you're actually doing something together as a team, yeah. working towards a common goal, um, a lot of things in the Bible, they talk about hard work and persistence and doing it together and leading others yeah. are really the the mainstay of a good team, yeah. regardless of the sport. So I think there's the advantage of having kids playing sports is just paramount. I mean, you just can't get enough good things out of it. Mm. Now, there are some bad things that Bryce had mentioned. You get some over over the top parents and over right, the top right. coaches. But for the most part, if you you have kids that work hard at what they're doing, learn how to work together, it can be a great experience for them. Yeah. And it can get them to places where they may never get without the sport. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of a story about my dad, uh, who was a coach in a couple seasons of sports, and but we were very much a sports family. And when I played in high school, he was not the coach, but he was the loudest fan in the stands in the positive <laughs> and the negative form of the word. And he actually got our team a technical from yelling <laughs> nice. at the ref wow. from the stands. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a, a nice little memory that I have yeah. of uh, some of my upbringing and uh, well, I've always, my experience on the court. I've always said the only thing that ruins it for pure kids or pure athletes playing sports are bad coaches and bad parents. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's the only negative side of it yep, that absolutely. can get over the top. Well, you have a pack of athletic boys, Mark, and they have all played at a high level in high school, and then all three of them played or are, are, are playing, playing. Uh, in college as well. And one thing I've always admired is how you viewed sports and used it to shape your boys in a particular way. So can you talk about your approach to family and sports? Well, to Bryce's point earlier, it can't all be about the sport. Yeah. There has to be a balance of the sport school life experiences uh, we've always never focused on the wins or losses we've never focused on being the best player or whatever in the situation we've focused on the things that come up in the bible again i guess mm. hard work persistence don't give up all of those things to make themselves better players better individuals better leaders and they've done it at all levels yeah and they've gone against odds where people might not appreciate them leading a team in prayer and they've taken a team that didn't follow that and by the end of the season everyone was following yeah. in prayer and yeah. leading a team yeah. so it's been a great experience there too right and so when it came to focusing on character in your boys that seemed to influence them as athletes kind of in some of the other ways that you may see it when you prioritize the athlete 
it affects their character. Whereas kind of flipping that to go, let's be boys or men of character, and it will affect how you mm-hmm. play, how you perform, how you act on the team. How did you see that with your I, boys? Yeah, I mean, there's the wins and the losses. Yeah. And the losses are the learning experiences yeah, and yeah. how you handle the losses and how you don't point fingers at anybody mm-hmm. and you don't blame anybody and how you move forward from that and recover from that. Anybody can win a game and celebrate, but it's how you handle the losses, and that's that's really when you when you really build character in the young men. Mm. And we've never been on them for losing a game, winning a game. It's always about if you've done the best that you can possibly do on the field. Mm-hmm. And if you, the only time that I've ever raised my voice at one of my boys was that at the end of a game we had a very pointed conversation about no effort. And that's the only conversation yeah. we've ever had about the ability on the field. Yeah. Wow. That's really good. In some ways, it seems like parents need to both, whether their son or daughter is an athlete, but just in life in general, this coaching aspect in the losses in life, not just on the field or on the court, but coaching them through what, what can they learn from those, those mm-hmm. moments of adversity here. Yeah, well, I think I think failure is is such an important <laughs> experience, yep. and so you're going to fail in sports, <laughs> whether it's it's one play or a game or an entire season. Yeah. You're going to experience failure, and 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 like you were saying, how do you respond to it? But but what are the lessons to learn through that and recognizing that hey, this isn't the end of failure because you're going to experience it in life too, mm-hmm. and so I, I think when when kids aren't uh, it's almost like when they grow up not being allowed to fail where it's like unacceptable to fail i think that does a detriment for them later on in life versus understanding that failure is a part of the process and and very simply it's a part of sports and it's a part of life and so the more experiences of that and you're it's revealed uh in sports then you you kind of yeah you just grow and learn from it for future experiences yeah absolutely what is kind of your vantage point, Bryce, when it comes to the the family that are our fans and how parents can engage their kids uh, as fans and using sports as a real connection there? So when I look back at, at growing up, I I would talk sports with my dad, my brothers, my grandpa, my uncle, yeah. uh, uncles around the country. And what's cool is that has continued for, you know, my whole life. So it began as a kid. It was, it was something that I found as common ground that, that at the end, whether I came home from school or whatever, I was able to talk about the, the big stories of the day with my dad. So there was always something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there was, you know, I think back of, like even when I watch One Shiny Moment after the, right. the championship game, right. it brings me back to my childhood oh, totally. growing up. Totally. watching that with my dad and knowing that somewhere he's watching that too. And, yeah, and so, yeah. um, so I just think it's that, it's that special just connection. And, and, and another example, so I, my, my grandpa has passed away now, but for many years, I, when I went to college and after I call him every Sunday to talk about the Panthers game mm-hmm. and to talk about the day in sports. And then from that, we would talk about other, you know, life, yeah, life things yeah. and, and what was going on. But, but it was the sports that kind of drew us to it. So my biggest challenge, I guess, to, to all of us and to parents specifically is to, to leverage that and to be intentional about it, to, 
because sometimes I, and kids don't want to talk. Like they don't want to talk about school or whatever. But if you, but if you get them going and they get excited about what took place with the Tar Heels or whatever, it, there's just more of a comfort, you know, comfortable factor that, that comes into play. Um, and I think it opens up it opens up the doors to other other conversations. Yeah, I think that's that was true for me. I grew up as a Baltimore Oriole fan because my dad was a Baltimore Oriole fan, you know, and yep. the images I have in my mind of my dad, he's mowing the lawn, wearing a Baltimore Orioles hat, you know, or we're talking around, talking about uh, baseball from the night before or whatever it was. And, and I think too, it's, it's creating an environment when your kids are, you know, young, I don't know, in that, that 10 to 15 range, I guess, to where you create that environment where I, I wanted to watch the game with my dad and brothers. Because yeah. if it was mm -hmm. a big game, there was something fun about that. So, mm -hmm. so, so instead of you know, it's fine to go watch it with your friends or whatever. When you turn sixteen, you probably end up doing yeah. that anyway. But in, but embracing that that season of life where you can watch that game with your kids, and it, if if you can afford going to games, that's great. It's a nice bonus. But I, we went to a, a handful of games here and there. But I have the memories of the the NBA on NBC theme song coming on and us going nuts because <laughs> Jordan and the Bulls were about to play yes. you know so so that's yes. that's what I look back fondly on yeah. yeah seriously definitely yeah those meaningful moments with family that sports kind of create can create that as well as any other hobby that you share but sports in particular can mm -hmm. can really create that Mark what did you kind of focus in on you know we've talked about hard work we've talked about effort but as your as your kids were growing up and you coached them a little bit uh, mm -hmm. throughout the years. At the end of the day, what did you what did you focus in on or hone in for them? Whether it was the skill side or the character side, what, what would you say? It was really more about the character side mm -hmm. and uh, all the things in life that we keep talking about here. Yep. It's the hard work, the persistence, the getting up when you got knocked down, the failure. Um, the skill set and learning the different things, they mastered that. They worked on it. Mm. They That's part of the craft, the weather, regardless of the sport, whether it's lacrosse, football, or anything else. The building of the characters, working on that, treating people, leading people, which is mm -hmm. the real big thing that I think they've excelled in, yeah, is taking cool. and motivating others, even though that they may be a little bit better than them, motivating others to be better as individuals and teammates and doing stuff together as a team. Yeah, um, That was paramount for them. Yeah. What about the, the, the discipline and the structure yes. that's developed? Yes. The discipline and structure of a good, well-coached team is absolutely perfect. I mean, that goes back to the life lessons mm -hmm. because once you get in the workplace, uh, all these people that have not had that experience get there and they're like, wait a minute, I got to be to work at 8 o'clock? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, like in football, they always say they pick if, if practice started at 8, football on time was mm -hmm. five minutes ahead of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And these are the things, the disciplines, like you said, Bryce, that don't a lot of times get taught or reinforced. And the other part of it is, is from a time standpoint, a lot of times people players are playing sports more than they're engaged with anybody else. Mm -hmm. Whether if they're at a practice for two and a half hours, they're engaged with their teammates, a coach, and that may be the most focused time that they have with anybody in the course of a day. Mm -hmm. And the relationships, like Bryce mentioned, that they build with those players on and off the field and the relationship with the coach and everything else, those people are making a difference. Mm -hmm. And, and two, I think you mentioned this a little bit, but just the responsibility that comes from being an athlete. And you think about whether it's a 10-year-old or an 18-year-old in those developmental, 
developmental stages of of learning responsibility because I think back at, at some of the the guys who who were so committed to to sports I was I was more of a fan than an athlete but but the guys who they couldn't go out Friday night or hang mm-hmm. out and and sure. you know sleep over or whatever because they were they had to get up early on Saturday morning to go to mm-hmm. baseball and I'm thinking what are you doing we're, yeah, we got, yeah, yeah. We got yeah, movies to watch <laughs> and all that and but they they were committed and they were responsible and and so my my guess is that that has translated for them in their next phase of life absolutely because they were used to it yeah. because they, they i think they realized that sports was a privilege to play sports yeah. so that discipline was ingrained that i can't go out on friday night or i need to work after practice or i need to do extra to get a playing position or do other things so all those habits get built by in that sport regardless of the sport yeah, and I love that. I mentioned kind of the coaching aspect of parenting, but then there's also kind of capitalizing on the teachable moments that each of these examples are that you're talking about, whether it's the power of a commitment, the the importance of discipline and saying yes to the right things, saying no to the right things as well. So you can do the best in your sport or on the field or whatever it may be that you're trying to do the the value of working hard, the value of putting the team first and all those sort of things mm-hmm. um, in that way. I, I'd love for you to just share the story that you were telling me about Mitch, your middle son, and kind of giving up the attack position to a player, but kind of, I don't know, encouraging him, inspiring him, uh, supporting him. Mm-hmm. And then he took another role. And so that's a, that's a true value that you mm-hmm. really kind of go, I'm going to celebrate that yeah. in you. That a- so, yeah, tell that story. So Mitch is an attackman. He plays at Duke. And... Um, he, he, another person who's taken his position, and the coach is asking him to play like the other team's best player. And that player is really good, and we didn't know any of this was going on. So he got to play the scout team, best player on the team. Mm-hmm. And the guy who was guarding him guarded him all week and beat the crap out of him with a stick yeah. and everything else, had a bunch of fun. So we did, they won the game, and the, the guy for the other team didn't really do much in the whole game. Mm-hmm. And after the game, the defensive player came out and gave my son a great big hug and said, hey, thanks, man, I couldn't have done it without you. And we're like, what's that about? You know, and he's, as my son told me, he goes, well, I was the practice dummy for the week. I <laughs> spent the week getting hammered on and everything else. So we didn't yep. really understand how much that meant on the team until all of a sudden the defensive player's mom texted my wife and said, I just wanted to let you know what a difference your son made yep. in that game and how he helped out because Cade couldn't have done it without him doing that. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I love so, that perspective is yeah. you're not just taking care of yourself. You're yeah. doing something for the good of the team. And the bond, like yes. Bryce had mentioned earlier, like these guys are inseparable. There's yep. like they're a pack of wolves. There are yeah. 45 guys that just go everywhere yep. together. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's really great. One thing I didn't mention about sports, which is a positive and negative, and you mentioned the time commitment. The one thing that I also think about sports that is invaluable is with all the things that are pull our youth today, all the different negative types of options, especially in the school, different choices that they can have. I think sports helps keep kids on a better path. Mm -hmm. Uh, Playing a sport's a privilege, obviously, but uh, if they have the discipline, like you mentioned, it can keep them from going down the wrong path. I've seen many, many kids that are very talented athletes that all of a sudden just make the wrong choice and go down such a bad path and give up all that talent and opportunity. 
Yeah, and, and I, I totally agree. And I think along with that, even even as I was thinking uh, about the, the sacrifices that, that athletes made, just whether it was social or whatever, I think it's important for parents to, to make sure that there's value placed on the commitment and the structure and, and what they're avoiding by being so disciplined um, and in the wrong path or whatever. But at the same time, making sure that they still have the priorities in place, school, church, family, yes. mm-hmm. because I think we can, and, and even as I'm talking, I'm like, man, we're overemphasizing sports. And you almost have to pause for a second and say, all those things are great and they all happen, but but maybe it's taking a season off. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. it's, you know, not playing two sports at once or it, there, there, there are other sacrifices on the, the other side of things to make sure, hey, we are going to be in church once a week. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, unfortunately, they've made Sundays into another practice day, sure. which I don't agree with. But, but sometimes you have to uh, just adjust and make the most of it. Yeah. But, but making sure that fa- family time, we're, ha- we're going to have dinner together mm-hmm. at least, you know, once a week or whatever you can do. If, if guys have different practice schedules and it's tough and maybe you can speak to this. But, but that, to me, is also has to be a part of the, yeah. the, the process. Oh, yeah, yeah the family – it's got to be first. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, I remember when they were both played in high school together, our practices were later in the evening. So our dinners were every night were <laughs> 7.30 to 8 o'clock. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, that not exactly ideal time frame to be eating, but that was our night because, you know, we sat around the table and we talked about our day and we, it wasn't all about the sports. So, so. yeah. And, and even using the, like, especially when your kids are younger, the drive time in between practices mm-hmm. and not just not just letting that be wasted time yeah. and you, yeah. you laugh yeah. drive time because we always laugh uh drive time because we drove to lacrosse tournaments in All washington dc yep. virtually yep. Oh, wow. uh every like started the june till july every weekend yep. and drove all across the country and i to this day I have uh, John Wooden CDs, and, uh, and uh, they say they would yeah. – actually, uh, Mitch and Matt and both got a little tired of John Wooden CDs <laughs> in the car. Be quick, don't hurry. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, but that time's invaluable. Yeah. And talking about sports and different things, especially with boys, that with dads and stuff, is invaluable. Yeah, seriously. Definitely. Well, let's take them into the fourth quarter here and uh, kind of wrap it up, and let's, let's – we were talking about prioritization and kind of that was your question uh, to Mark Bryce. But when it comes to what you've seen in kind of the professional realm and the conversations you've had with athletes and coaches, how do we incorporate faith, our relationship with Jesus? How have you seen professional college athletes do that? So it should never be separated. Like that's who we are. And if we want to be followers of Jesus, we, we follow them into the, 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 baseline or whatever the uh out of bounds line i can't think of the word sidelines yeah. and all yeah. that yeah um the, the white lines around the field there you <laughs> yeah. go yeah. locker room there all, you that, go. all yeah. that area yeah yeah, yeah. so so it, it it translates into how we interact with the refs our coaches our teammates the fans uh i was even listening today just how arnold palmer used to interact so well with the fans at the masters he, he showed respect and acknowledged the fans so it's it's all those things that that you can really shine a light by doing the the the, the extraordinary things um and I, I think the other important part is is praying even throughout the game and yeah. not forget not leaving god on the sideline and not necessarily it's not about winning but it's a, it's a, it's about acknowledging god through 
the that's experience it. It. right yes. there, Agreed. acknowledging God. Because we often, how often we pray, pray for the for the win. Yeah. God, give me the win. Well, the other team's praying for the same thing, yep. you know. But the acknowledgement <laughs> of God in the midst of it—that's yes. the strong point right there. And that, and, and, and yeah, and as far as God caring about winning, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, but, 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 but yeah, I think. And actually, I've I've talked to somebody about this that not the the common trait isn't for people to pray during the game. It's mm-hmm. they pray before the game, they pray after the game, but then in between. It's yep. it's not the same. You kind of forget about God, and then you'll thank Him after if you win. Sure, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. But but it's really being with God and 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 enjoying the process. And um, and so if I if I talk to athletes, the the biggest thing is when they go through injuries, when God really reveals to them that hey, you're not invincible, mm. and what what are you gonna do when when sports are taken away, either temporarily or I talk to a lot of guys who retire. And then have to transition into their next phase, identity and stuff, and right? Then the identity yeah, yeah. stuff, which wow. is which is so big as well. And that's huge. Well, Mark, give us kind of a vantage point of that. You've talked a lot about kind of the biblical principles there. There's this, you know, you had some athletes for a while wore the WWJD. What would Jesus do? And it's like, well, he would dunk on you every single time <laughs> because he probably could fly, and you know, he would walk on water and he'd juke through the, you know, the line better than Barry Sanders. So it's all this, all these sort of things. But specifically, when it comes to, you know, you made church a priority mm-hmm. for your family, um, and kind of like what Bryce was saying, in the midst of travel seasons and things like that, when y'all were in town, you were at church. And so Absolutely. when you emphasize their relationship with Jesus and how it influenced sports, how does it line up with what Bryce is saying, or how would you give it kind of no, specific touch? No, I think touch? It's, we did. We spent our time when we could get here, when we weren't on our trips to Washington, D.C. And I think is it the boys grew in their own faith, especially your help with Life Group because they were all all very active in that. Yeah. They enjoyed that very much. That helped them. That helped them bring others into the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew would bring a bunch of his yeah. teammates to church. Um, and it also helped them to start leading on the on their sports field because uh, a lot of time the head coaches or the coaches aren't real comfortable letting faith be part of the whole team if you might say. Right. And through time, you would see them through leadership, like start with a prayer, end the game with a prayer. Obviously, like Bryce had mentioned, have prayer in mind during the game. Mm-hmm. But it started with hardly anybody joining them. And then by the end of the season, everybody was around them and the coach was over there ignoring it a little bit. But he wasn't comfortable with that. That was okay. But they continued to grow in their faith. And then as the season progressed, they, at the end of the year, they were all part of the, the engaged in that. And that's why yeah. we got some of the kids came to yeah. Life Group yep. with you, and yep. you were a tremendous impact for them. Yeah. Well, it's because uh, it's probably to that chemistry and that camaraderie mm-hmm. piece is they were, they, allowed, they were allowed to be themselves, faith and all, you know, yeah. and they, they were respected for it because – they respected their teammates wherever they were, kind of in faith, and their teammates respected them mm-hmm. wherever they were. And like you said, they were given some opportunities to lead and influence their friends. It's really great. Well, give us some final encouragement, one piece of advice for parents as we wrap it up. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I don't know if I could just do one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess my encouragement is, is to view sports in a, in a positive way. And, and to leverage it the, the, the best you can. Yeah. And so whether that's it, them playing, them watching, 
you coaching them or being a fan in the in the crowd for your kids uh, leverage it to to bring unity to your family um, and and to to provide an opportunity to be a light yeah. um, so even for parents to be a light in the crowd and that's a whole other thing they the impact <laughs> that they go. can have yeah. on other parents at games is huge yeah. just the relationships that you can build with other parents when you're sitting in the, at the on the sidelines watching these long games or when you're on tra- travel teams and absolutely. i mean yeah, you become you're going a out community yourself oh, yeah. absolutely and, right. and, and and those aren't all church people necessarily yeah. and so yeah i think the, the opportunities are there definitely oh yeah i mean i i, I agree 100 percent with what bryce said i mean everything that sports brings to the family the faith is it, you can't I just can't put enough emphasis on it if more people would get engaged in it and support your child. Mm -hmm. Um, I see a lot of people that don't support their child, but it's a tremendous opportunity to do great things in life. Mm. That's really great. There's a lot of nuggets to pull out of here, whether it's the meaningful moments that you have your kids, prioritization, uh, focusing on character and letting their, uh, that flow into their, their, uh, place on the field or on the court, whatever it may be, uh, but parents can win with their kids through sports, you know, um, how, uh, how, whether that was a pun or not, but kind yeah, of that, that, like, that idea. Yeah, good yeah. Like, roll with that. Man, Sorry, it kind of like sidetracked me. But that's kind of the, the idea is uh, they can win as, as parents mm-hmm. when they utilize some of these principles there. Thank you guys so much for sharing. Uh, why don't you all kind of share with our parents how they can connect with you if they want to reach out and take a little bit further. Bryce, why don't you share about your uh, radio show and how they connect? Yeah, so ch- check out unpackingit.com, and, and you can sign up for the, the weekday email devotional, and uh, hopefully that be an opportunity to, to have some conversations with your kids as well. And, um, yeah. And then the, the podcasts are on unpackingit.com as well. And Bryce at unpackingit.com is my email. All right. Fantastic. What about you, Mark? Um, Mark, I could give him my email, which is, uh, three, the number G R T X Y S D A D at gmail.com. <laughs> That's and if you email. if you hang with that email, they really <laughs> want to get in touch with you. Yeah. There we go. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, very good. Small world. Well, thank you all for sharing your insights when it comes to kids and sports and faith. So yeah. let me say a prayer as we wrap it up. God, thank you for this time that we've been able to share and talk about some things that are we're really passionate about and. I think you've given us those passions, but you allow you also give us a perspective to see it in a in a healthy way that uh, we can use to influence others and to connect with our children and those around us, whether they be fans or other parents or or friends that we connect with. So, uh, thank you for giving us sports, and I pray for the families whose uh, kids are really involved or whether they're they're fans of particular teams that you would give them these special moments, these connection points with their kids. And then they would even take it to the next level where they would start to think through how to incorporate faith and values and character into, uh, the sports realm. So thank you for Bryce and Mark joining us. Really enjoyed the conversation with them. It's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 Parent on parents. you got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest you, visit foresthill.org.